Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now, I don't know uh, what our words really are. It's okay. We'll make them up. We'll make them up. No one knows what we are saying. But it's right. Hey. Hi. It's the end of 2018 and we made it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> actually a whole testimony a whole ministry a whole everything Ugh. um addy as you said we're out there's no more uh mercury and retrogrades until 2019 right the whole 2018 was retrograde it felt like oh so now we're prograding we're upgrading oh yes but we are happy we have made it through congratulations to all this has felt like three years to me like three years in one which we will talk about. Um, on So this is our last episode for the year. Um, and this is going to be our 2018 in review recap episode. Beep, 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 beep. So we're doing things a little bit differently this episode um, because it's a special episode. We're just going to go right into um, both my and Adidana's recaps for 2018. Um, and yeah, let's start it off. Eddie, go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> skirt, skirt. Um, to, oh man. Okay. What can I say that hasn't already been said? How do you divide the trauma? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners are like, well, you haven't said anything yet. So <laughs> just start from the beginning. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really just felt like a really, it's been a very long year. Um, why has it been a long year? I just, I feel like there was a lot of growth. And the funny thing is I told God when I turned 30, I was like, you know, I want to stop growing. <laughs> that's done. really not how it works i'm tired so okay. <laughs> i'd appreciate a break me Thank you. i would like a break yeah i'm good thanks so much though appreciate it okay thanks bye and then god <laughs> said l skirt skirt l um i don't know if god talks in acronyms but that's what it felt i'm like. sure god does i mean if we're created in his image or her image then probably their image their image yes um yeah there's just it was a lot it was a lot of work stuff it was a lot of personal stuff and it was all happening at the same time. Um, as we may recall, if we go back to when 2018 was just a twinkle in our eye. <laughs> um, Before it became the demon child. <laughs> it was, 2018 was going to be my year of passion, which you said. Was passion. Gonna, which you said was, oh, so a hotation. And I said, no, not a hotation, but literally passions. So doing the things that I want to do slash maybe doing things that I put on the burner that I haven't done in a really long time. So the year um, has been that, but I think I, I am now passionately tired. Mm. I think tired is now the word for the year in terms of how people ask me what I'm doing, how I'm doing. I usually say I'm tired. I don't necessarily I'm good or I'm bad. I was like, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I did everything. I did tango again. I started writing again. I like started a meditation group. I didn't start it, but I mean, I joined a meditation group. I started hiking again. Like I did all the things. Yeah. And I think now that I've done all the things, uh, it's now time to like pick and choose because it's not sustainable to do everything every week all the time. Um, And also like the podcast suffered for a lot of different reasons, but in terms of my own, like taking an unintended hiatus that I didn't realize, it just all became too much. Um, And the too much part is primarily work. 
So being in a position where someone else's salary is tied to your success performance is not a place I've been at before. Mm. And so I now have insight into how founders feel, CEOs feel, maybe on a certain level. Still rest. How parents feel. I didn't sign up to be a parent or a CEO or a founder, but that, or a counselor. But that is what I got this year. So basically, you know, fundraising for my associate salary, not making much headway, and really kind of, really, to be very blunt, feeling like a failure that mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do that. And in my mind, you know, Addie, you have one job. Just that's like what you're supposed to do. And granted, you know, fundraising is not just me. It's someone inevitably saying yes. You know, fundraising is a lot like dating, but that's maybe another episode. But yeah, I mean, coming to terms with that and just also getting comfortable with fundraising. And if I'm being very honest, feeling very out of my depth and that leading to like a very debilitating, paralyzing fear mm. and anxiety. Yeah. Which basically stopped me in my tracks in July and in August. Um, and kind of in the hero journey, if you will, of, you know, you get this challenge and then you rise to the occasion, et cetera, et cetera. I spent the first two months not rising to the occasion, just being really, really scared mm -hmm. uh, and doing what I had to do at work, but also kind of hiding really, if I'm being honest, just how bad things were for me. Um, and just how... Ever, not every email, but certain emails or certain tasks would just send me on this like roller coaster of anxiety. Yeah. And the kind of blessing in that situation was that the more I opened up to people about it, the more I heard that other people were going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a beautiful thing. I don't necessarily want people to suffer, but it was just incredible to me how there's so many young people in Nairobi or with even jobs like diaspora, such as ourselves, a mutual friend of ours who are now in other cities around the world. Yeah who have the exact, this exact same thing and carry this exact same burden. Um, and so now from now what, you know, how do we make sure we're supportive to each other? How do we have better conversations around it? Um, and so, yeah, that was a big struggle. And I think a lot of that, or a lot of that anxiety dealt with perfection. Mm -hmm. And I don't think until, this is kind of one of my big growth moments of the year, Sorry, y'all. I know this is like the, an episode. You, like you haven't gotten an episode in a long time. And now, and now you're getting all you're getting of it. All of it. And also, if you're a first-time listener, hello. <laughs> How you doing? Welcome to our lives. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Thanks for staying. Uh, yeah. So go to the episode four is fun. Episode two is fun. You know, there's some funny ones too. But this you is, want to know about Tinder and Ebola? Yeah, this is just... This Real is, life. This is where you where you found us or have found me. Um, and uh, yeah, 30 was the year that I realized that I basically hit a wall at 30 and like the anxiety was a part of it. Um, and you know, in doing a lot of work and, and thinking through how I got to this point of being paralyzed, um, and a lot of different aspects of life. Um, I just, I realized that this like constant need for perfection that I've had ever since I was a kid, because it was pushed upon mm -hmm. me, how that basically caused this, that this thing that I didn't have a word for or a term for until very recently. Um, and realizing that you manage your team the way your father raised you mm. is a really big yeah. aha moment. And like always looking at the mistakes and not, you know, giving the validating language. And so I realized like I was broken. Like mm. I, I got to the point this year where I actually just broke. Like there was many like after work thing, after work thing, after work thing. And this is now cumulative. This is now middle school. This is high school. Yeah. This is 
college, this is undergrad, this not is just life in between, this is graduate school, this is postgraduate school, this is the first job in Kenya, this is the second job in Kenya, this is the in-between those jobs and the uncertainty. So I really did hit a wall and I know that, you know, I can hold space on the one hand for like my parents really investing in me mm-hmm. and that was a beautiful thing and I wouldn't be who I am without that. Um, but there's also a part of me that I think broke a little bit. Like, I think I was broken a bit by mm. the level of expectation, just how much pressure was put on me when I was a kid. Like I pulled all nighters in high school, you know, and, and I, and maybe like aunties would listen to this and be like, oh, you're being too sensitive. But mm. I think there is this generation gap or this, I think my parents did what they needed to do yep. to like, make sure I'd be okay. Yep. And it, it largely worked. But the the downside of it is that I carry this never-ending lack of satisfaction with what I've done and and what others do. Mm. So it's a twofold thing. Yeah. So like I don't I don't really have much great I didn't have much grace for other people because I didn't have it for myself. And this was the year of finding grace for myself for the first time. Um, and and you know for example not being able to do the podcast in the way that I could in year one mm-hmm. like that to me was a huge failure also. And I had to have grace with myself first to be like, you know, you're not a horrible person. You're just not having a really easy time Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was kind of, that was the bulk of what made 2018 so hard. Like a lot of revelations about how, who I am and how I am and how I got to be that way and coming to terms with, with certain aspects of my personality that are not healthy. Mm. And largely it's that. It's just that this this perfection, this drive for, you know, that A plus in every single thing and how, and also like perfection in partners, perfection. Like if I had a kid now, I would raise them the exact same way. Mm. And some of that would be a good thing, mm-hmm. but the other parts wouldn't. So like this is something that I really needed to deal with before finding a partner whether it's a short term or long term, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then also, it's something that I need to heal before I have children. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I mean, my kids will probably have other issues because I'm their mom <laughs> or their dad is their dad. I think there's, you can't escape issues, yeah. but I don't want this to be theirs. Yep. And so that much I will take care of. And then whatever else happens, you know, I can, you know, I'm not perfect. I can only do so much. Yeah. Um, so that was for me, probably one of the biggest stories of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another one, which I won't get into too much detail, but my dad was in and out of the hospital for three months. So basically July, August was me figuring out who I am and why I'm broken. And then September, October, November Mm -hmm. is (laughs) my dad is in the hospital or in and out of the hospital. Um, and I've had a lot of friends in Nairobi in particular who have lost their fathers this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it was this like never ending faith walk of like trying to, well, let me start off by saying that it's a very Ethiopian thing to hide things when it comes to health. And so I found out that my parents were at a hospital and at a hospital that's not in our hometown. Yeah. Like they went out of state for this care. And I found out from a neighbor, which was shocking because I'm like, wait, I didn't know this was an option. So what? So, and then my parents weren't picking up the phone. 
So it's just this another anxiety of like, what's going on and yeah. is everything okay? And not feeling like I could trust information that I was given. So my mind is doing this other thing. Yep. And I'm also like trying to be in the world and mm -hmm. go to work and do other things too. But like deep down inside, I'm like, on the one hand, faith is telling me to have faith. But on the other hand, what's to say, who's to say that bad things don't happen to good people? Mm -hmm. So it's this constant struggle between feeling or hoping or wishing or knowing that things are going to turn out all right. And then also the very real understanding that I'm not owed anything or entitled to any end result. So holding the space for both of those things was also really, really hard. So that was basically my July, August, September, October, November. <laughs> it's been a very, I've been in my own head a lot this year. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of like, um, yeah, a lot of things that I've had to talk through myself. Um, of course, leaning on friends such as yourself and other people that we know. But it was just a lot. It was a lot at the same time. Like work stuff on its own would have been bad enough. But then family stuff on top of it just mm -hmm. didn't help. Um, and I'm thankful that my dad's okay. Um, but, you know, it's just like a sign of things to come. Like we get older. They get older too. Yeah. And, you know, being this far away yep. and... And like, you know, having to establish like norms, like guys, yeah. I need you to tell me what's happening when it happens. Yep. Like I literally need timestamps. I need all the info. Yeah. Um, so that's been my 2018. A lot of revelations about how I am, the, how I've become who I am and what I want for myself moving forward. Um, and then also just, yeah, I guess the manifestations of that. But at the same time, it's also been a really good year. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been one of the weird things about it is that even though work in particular was really, really tough toward the middle part of this year, I still thought life was good, mm -hmm. which is a direct um, opposite of 2016, which was also like the Voldemort year that we don't speak of. Mm. Um, where I thought life was bad and work was bad at the same time. So for me, I was happy that despite the fact that all of these things were going on, I never lost belief that life was good. Because yep. that to me is actually really important. Because once you lose that, it's a very dangerous thing. And I've yep. been there before. Um, but it's also been a great year. You know, I went to the World Cup mm -hmm. and I went to Spain for a concert. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a lot of extra things. So I did things with passion. I did my passions. I passionately did a lot of things. I think I also passionately was anxious. Yeah. <laughs> about, Put that on a t-shirt. Passionately things. anxious some of the time. You know, I think that was a part of it too. So I, so that is why I am tired leaving this year. Um, and, you know, even, and I also celebrated a birthday and I happened mm -hmm. to be in Cape Town for my birthday yet again because of work. And my best friend came to mm -hmm. meet me. Hi, Nubia. Hey, girl. Uh, and that was beautiful, too. And, we, and, you know, it's really great when you can laugh at your friend's jokes in real time in person, <laughs> you know, like you forget. As opposed you, to the Internet memes. Yeah. When you rely on LOL, LOL, LOL and yeah. like crying face emojis, you know, eight hours apart, you know, yeah. and you catch up when you wake up. But like. You know, to have her and to be together and just sit on a couch and look at the water and talk and talk and talk and talk and have uninterrupted time for like nine days straight was really great. Um, 
And so I am grateful for very many things this year. Um, and I'm also really looking forward to 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's me. <laughs> How's your 2018? <laughs> um, before we move into my 2018, I just, I think it's, I'm struck by um, how important and how powerful it is to learn to have grace with yourself in your early 30s. Because mm. I think there's a lot of people who, either through life or experience, don't come to a place where they have grace with themselves and therefore can have grace with other people until much later in life. Um, and so I know this year has been really, really difficult for you. Um, but the gratitude connected to grace is like, I think learning to walk with the grace is potentially one of the, one of my personal greatest achievements. And I don't really know when that happened or mm. I can probably trace the, the very big moments in my life where that kind of yeah. then happened. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry it had to happen in such a kind of uh, intense, hard way. But I'm very grateful that that's where you are because it's something you'll have forever. Thanks, Boom. Get a girl. Yeah, I, I do feel that. I, it, yeah, there's a lot. This year was a year of being like, well, stripped down doesn't quite sound right in the context of other things we talk about <laughs> on the show. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, Yeah, just a lot of unraveling and a lot of delayering and exposing. Mm-hmm. It was just a really raw year mm-hmm. of like getting to know myself in like some not some of the not so great stuff. Yeah. Um, and a part of that also happened because I committed myself this year or my 30th year to be single. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And that was a really huge thing for me. And so I know also another thing of this year was also dealing with the M heartbreak of 2017. Oh, M heartbreak. Still episode, whatever that was. <laughs> um, so like, you know, we last talked about that whenever that was ages ago, but the remnants of all that mm-hmm. you realize when you live in the same city as somebody huh, it's like a band-aid being torn every single time and so having to deal with that on you know in at different moments on top of everything else and you know the vicious cycle of of like oh but it could have been so great but he didn't choose you slash but it's not happening so you got to get over it oh but it should have been so great like so it's just this the never whole cycle the whole cycle repeatedly and, you know, on the one hand, I'm really grateful that it didn't go past the point that it did because I really have grown so much in the last year and a half mm-hmm. and that growth would not have happened. It, different growth would have happened, yeah. but what the growth that I achieved in that year and a half would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the overarching emotion is that I'm really, I like who I am now. Um, what a powerful thing to be able to say. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've kind of gone through my own fires. I yeah. Know a lot of people have their own fires and... I'm not, I've never tried to compete in a Prussian Olympics. I know we all struggle in our mm-hmm. own ways. So this was my cross to bear for 2018. And I'm almost on the other side of it, just a few days or a few weeks out. Um, and yeah, so it was, that was probably the really key thing too, of being on my own mm-hmm. so that I could sort through what it is that I needed to sort through and passionately sort through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel all the feels. Oh, my God. Oof. Nubia says that 2018 is like 
feeling like you've been dragged by your eyes. And like, I feel that. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible. But like, I feel that. Honestly, no, I hear level. you. Like that's, yeah, that's It's really a terrible accurate. visual. Well, but don't. Huh. It's a terrible visual, but like. We're here yeah. all day, folks. <laughs> Are we though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, my dear, Namusa. Yes. How's 2018 been for you? What's your year in review? What do you think of when you think of this year? Uh, so because you know my heart, um, even when I'm not wearing loafers or helmet, <laughs> I'm a management <laughs> consultant through and through. Mm. So I've divided it into Q1, Q2, Q3, oh Q4. Oh my god! Okay, because I'm, I... <laughs> I'm not mad at it though. But like, did you expect anything different? No, I didn't. And honestly, if I had to do the same, H1 and H2 look very different. So, go on, girl. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the overarching theme for 2018. Uh, now looking at it in review is gratitude Mm. Um, and so much has happened in the last almost 365 days um, in my life on a personal note and then also to and with people around me Um, and I just have such an overwhelming sense of like now that I can reflect because when all of this stuff was happening the really beautiful things and the really terrifying things, it's, you're, you're kind of, you're moving through um, and it's, it's, you can be reflective of like periods of time, mm. but now that it's all coming together and looking back, like it's actually a miracle that I survived 2018. <laughs> and oh my God, so, so this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is why I feel gratitude. Yeah, um, and I'm proud of sure. myself. I'm really proud of myself and I'm proud of the people who I get to call family and or I choose to call family and friends mm. because a lot of us have walked through some really difficult times and some really beautiful times um, all in the same year. So in terms of kind of the big pieces of Q1, mm. I'll take us back because I think we we probably talked about this um, in some of our earlier episodes in 2018. Um, but I woke up one morning and uh, my hand and half of my face were numb. And that was the beginning of a, like months and months worth of medical testing and procedures. Um, The initial theory was that maybe I had a stroke, but I was, I don't have any of the risk factors to have a stroke. Um, And then I was in the hospital, so I was hospitalized in Nairobi, Uh, Then I was flown back to Canada based on medical advice. Um, It turns out that I uh, was experiencing something called hemiplegic migraines. Um, But the type of hemiplegic migraines that I had um, were so rare and lasted for so long that I'm still getting followed, which I'm grateful to have access to healthcare. Mm -hmm. That was one of the big things that I took out from um, having been in the hospital system for quite some time in both Kenya and Canada. Right. Um, it also was a blessing in disguise and it meant that I got to spend more time with my family mm-hmm. um, who, as you know, were super, super close. Um, but I, one of the choices in choosing to live uh, on the continent full time is that I don't get to spend as much time with them as I would like to. Of course. Um, so that was one of the huge blessings that came out of being really unwell and like a really terrifying time. Um, and also this was on the back, uh, that was an actual time that forced me to reflect about my previous stints of being in the hospital, um, for long periods of time had been having had cancer when I was younger and surviving that. Um, 
yeah, so there was a lot of reflection, a lot of like kind of very jarring moments. Um, and then also moments of like, if I'm being really honest, just being like, okay, so if I die, like what's the th thinking about life? Like, what do I want my legacy to be? Um, what if I don't die? Like, what do, mm. am I living in the way that I want to be living? Yeah. Um, and out of that, I made some pretty big shifts and transformation in my life um, because of having been really, really, really unwell earlier this year. Um, so that was Q1. So it was like a lot. And yeah. then just because, you know, God tests you when, <laughs> or the universe slash God or whatever you believe in um, tests you when you think that you've come to these big decisions. So one of the big decisions I made was to uh, leave full-time employment um, and consult so that I could, Ballin. yeah, so that I could, uh, and then also follow something that I've been really passionate about for a long time, which is starting a lipstick company. Yes. Um, yeah. And now I'm into lipsticks. Girl. So I can help you. <laughs> Amen. A whole ministry and a lipstick company, um, that prioritizes, um, actually our listener demographic. So our listeners, um, so all you gents out there in Ethiopia who are listening, <laughs> <laughs> this lipstick's for you. Um, <laughs> the Musa Beauty is coming your way. <laughs> um, but yeah, get so, excited. <laughs> yes, get, get ready. Um, but yes, yeah, so lipstick for anybody, but primarily um, for African women on the continent and in the diaspora. Um, and making that leap has been scary. Um, and mm. it's taken a little bit longer to get off the ground than I would have liked, but also we got to eat. So I still consult, um, in terms of my day job, I'm just not doing that full time sure. to be able to have created the space to follow my passions, um, and my dreams in building this company. So that kind of was like the big, it really put my feet in the fire. Is that the, my feet to the yeah, fire? Let's go with that. I don't know. I don't know it feels go. right. feels right. Yeah. Um, my, my feet to the Jico. No. <laughs> Too, you? Too soon? The yeah. line? Over the line. Um, a Jico is a warm clay pot. Is that how you would describe that? A, a clay pot on well, fire? Yeah, it's not warm by itself. You put, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you put fire in it, cold yeah. in it, and there it keeps you, you warm. Yeah. Such a beautiful invention. Mm. Somebody in East Africa, I'm sure, came up with this. Um, anyway, so that was Q1. Just really difficult life things happened and then forced me to make big life decisions um, and I am so grateful that I did that. Um, at the end, so at the beginning, towards the beginning of Q2 to celebrate all of the big life transitions that I had oh, in Lord. Q1, I oh, went to Lamu, which Lamu as many of you know is one of my favorite places in the world. Um, and I was in a really tragic boating accident, um, a freak boating accident yeah. that almost killed well, there was eight of us plus the crew on the boat, and we are all very lucky to be alive. Um, I, amongst other people, were submerged in the water and then dragged, um, and that was very traumatic. Uh, yeah. And I was in, and I'm really open about this, was in therapy because I was having flashbacks for that, that experience um, and having survived that. Um, after also like that was supposed to be my, Ooh, you made it through Q1 and didn't die. Yeah. Um, and that re oh. when something happened twice, uh, and things that happen 
that you don't feel like you can, can you have control over. So if somebody's like, oh, you your arteries are clogging up and you're going to have a stroke, there's often lifestyle things that you can do. Mm. Whereas I had two very freak, one medical and one like accident-related things happen in a very short period of time, and it really rocked my sense of normalcy. Mm. Um, so there was a point in time where like I would be moving through the world um, or like going to work or hanging out with friends and I would look up to see if scaffolding was going to fall. So it wasn't that I was worried that I was going to be in another boating accident. I mm-hmm. was worried that um, something else, like I just didn't feel in control and that was very, very difficult for me. Uh, so I went to therapy for that. Uh, I have an incredible therapist who really helped me through the, like when the, f- I also had fractured a rib when this happened. Um, And so in addition to physically healing, I also needed to like emotionally and psychologically heal um, to be able to move in the world again in a way that like maybe not feel scared all the time Mm -hmm. um, or that I wasn't having dreams about it. Um, So that was a really powerful moment as well. Looking back on that and thinking, okay, like, what was this trying to tell me? Because, like, these two things happening in such close proximity, Mm -hmm. there's something bigger and greater here. And so what was that a reminder that I need to stick to my guns in terms of the life that I've chosen for myself or a reminder that life is short or a reminder of, like, everybody should have universal health care because, like, I had to go back to the doctor again. listening, America? Sorry. Kenya. Well, Kenya's getting better, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just, it really rocked me. And then on the other end of that forced me to, to think really, to think and sit with gratitude. Um, because like in both of those instances, there's no real reason I should be around. Um, and that's, and dealing with your own mortality. I've, yeah, I feel like throughout a lot of my life, I've had to think about my own mortality just because of my previous health experiences and, Right. accidents that have happened um but dealing with that again at 32 is is a whole different kind of can of worms but i'm happy to report at the end of q2 <laughs> no sorry this is in q3 but okay. it's like a celebration moment uh, that i lived my best yacht life yes, so you did myself and three other friends rented a yacht um in the south of italy and had just like the most incredible week so we contain multitudes. Yeah, four, four black girls <laughs> on a yacht, living literally our best lives, um, and it was very well deserved for all of us. Um, and I wasn't triggered or scared, and this is why therapy is so important because mm-hmm. I lived on that boat for yeah. a week, um, and it was a really important thing to cross in terms of I love the water and I love boats, um, best boat shoes, and the wedding. Oh, yeah, God, and my yacht bad. wedding. And the yacht wedding. With the- which I think you guys all know about, that I'm getting married on a yacht. Yeah. Um, off I'm the coast the of Kenya. Tonight. My sister, my mother, and one of my best friends get violently ill, so we're going to drug them. <laughs> um, it's been discussed. So oh I'm really happy my relationships with boats is normal again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, so this, this stuff all happens. And then also in Q2, going to Q3... Um, the theme for that period of time was boundaries. Mm, Um, and one of the things that I worked through with my therapist this year was not only dealing with trauma, Mm -hmm. but was also dealing with my relationship with people, um, and having boundaries. Mm -hmm. 
And so I feel very grateful that I've had the family that I have had because I inadvertently have always had boundaries mm -hmm. because I've just replicated the way that my family treats each other. Um, and we have very good boundaries within my immediate family and my extended family. Uh, but we would never call it boundaries. It was just the way, like the expectation of what I thought was normal. Sure. The problem with that a little bit is that I didn't have those same boundaries in interpersonal or romantic situations. So my expectation in moving in the world was that people were just going to treat me like my family treated me. Uh-huh. Um, Narrator, people would not treat her. The way <laughs> I think of um, America for, uh, what's his name? Who? In something Jane. Uh, oh, uh, you know the movie that I'm talking about? No, no the TV show. All right, anyways, there's always a narrator in the back who's like that, and that did oh, not. Oh, Jane the Virgin. Yeah, Jane yes, the Virgin. Yes, yes, that's Gina yeah. Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, not America Ferrera. It's okay. Um, she's not racist, guys. It's fine. No, I didn't. I'm just sticking up for you, just in case Twitter <laughs> tries to come for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You got me mm -hmm. in these Twitter streets. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so what that meant is that I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, like. I think our listeners know that I have been in a series of like long-term monogamous relationships um, and that the last one was on and off for five years um, and that ended in that time. Um, so that was one of the big boundaries moments in Q2 and Q3 um, and I don't speak to that person at all anymore. We don't interact um, and I in a million years would not have thought one that that would have ended in the way that it did mm -hmm. in terms of me stepping up for myself and saying this isn't healthy for either of us anymore. I care about you as a person, but I can't be involved in um, behaviors that were increasingly toxic for themselves and for me. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think I think that's partially why it went on for so long. Like we definitely loved each other, but I also think it's because I didn't have, he didn't have very good boundaries and I didn't have very good boundaries either. Um, and so learning how to walk through that has been such a big, a big reminder of I can do hard things. I yeah. can do really hard. And that's really what my like, what my mantra for 2018, at least the second half has been like, if I look back at everything that happened is like I can do really hard things I can do physically hard things so like now I'm going to the gym again three times a week and working really really hard I can do work hard things um, in terms of making big work transitions I can do heart hard things like creating boundaries with people that you thought would be in your life forever mm. um, yeah 2018 has taught me I can do hard things and there's a lot to be grateful in that um, the second kind of like heart piece um, was that I and I, I think I've also talked about this on the podcast I'm not sure um, but I met somebody last year um, and going into this year who I thought would be in my life indefinitely mm. um, I think he will be in my life indefinitely um, but I you know when you meet somebody and like your world is set on fire no the narrator no the narrator says Addie is nodding. <laughs> um, that's what Michelle felt like when she met Barack. Yeah. This, or at least that's what she wanted and so she didn't stay with the guy she was with before Barack. Yeah. And then yeah. 
go, I just read her book. Go, and, yeah, yeah go either read, read or listen to the audiobook. Yeah. Becoming is incredible. Yes. Agreed. Shout out, Michelle. Come on our podcast. I know you have a little bit more free time now. Also, we'll travel. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this, and he set my world on fire in a way. Oh, girl. That I had not. <sighs> I and I've dated like quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, that wasn't like a yes, you strump it, <laughs> but more like yes, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and I have realized that the person that I end up with, that I get married to, needs to share a similar passion for me, and that needs to be um, their commitment to transforming the continent, mm-hmm. the African continent. And that can be in whatever ways that they do it. So whether that be health, education, private sector investment, infrastructure. Sure. Um, but I've never dated somebody who's been so equally passionate about the things that I am passionate about. Um, and being connected to somebody in a way where you're like, it sounds so cheesy, but your souls are connected. And it, so yeah. it's not just being in love with somebody. It's like your purpose is aligning. And that's, that literally set my world on fire and I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize how important that was until uh, I had to set boundaries around um, what next. Um, and that was very, 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 very hard. So him and I did not speak for a very long time. Um, and I used that time in, I was very, 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 very sad. Um, I would say in Q, for a lot of Q, the end of Q2 and the beginning of Q3, um, because you're really mourning, you, like, they're such a big, what feels like such a big part of you in terms of, like, your passions, mm-hmm. um, but it's mourning a relationship with somebody that you feel like, again, sounds really cheesy, but, like, was heaven-sent and tailored for you. Um, and so what I spent a lot of, Q3 doing and part of Q4 doing is flipping that to be like, okay, well, he brought out something in me that was already there. He's Mm -hmm. not bringing something new that wasn't there. And so what are the ways that I need to have that specific um, calling or passion? Um, Yeah. How do I add that fire? Like, how do you set your own flame? Mm. Yeah. How do you be the flame to your own fire? Um, and so, which I'm so grateful for. I'm so, so grateful that he came into my life because I think that, that that's what he was actually meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I spent a lot of Q3 investing in myself. I spent it traveling. I spent it um, working out. I spent it making big, uh, like being really thoughtful and strategic on the type of work projects that I wanted to do in terms of like maximizing the impact for the number of smallholder farmers based on projects that I was working on because it's something so important and something I believe in in terms Mm -hmm. of transformation to the continent. I spent a lot of time with girlfriends just like laughing and like feel it. Yeah. Just having like soul fulfilling moments in conversations. Um, I would, it also made me acutely aware of when other people were struggling and having a difficult time and like Mm -hmm. what an honor has been to be able to step in and show up for other people. Um, and sometimes that comes from a place when you're like, I'm so sad, but you're able to like recognize mm-hmm. with other people and be supportive. And I feel really grateful that people 
have allowed me to step into their lives in that way. Yeah, so Q3 was like very sad. It was like complete opposite. It was like super sad, but also so empowering because I was doing hard things and I was like, yeah, every time I would do a hard thing. So like, let's say I had a really hard workout. That was like one little check that like builds up um, really your belief in yourself. Uh, And every time, yeah, every time I did something that was hard, whether that was like physical, emotional, mental, um, or spiritual, I think it was, yeah, it, it, for me, that's, I think how we build strong self-esteem or how I build Mm -hmm. self-esteem. Um, because now not only am I telling like the voice in my head saying that I can do hard things and that I will do hard things, but the, I, I actually know because I have things to look back at or or events and activities and moments, really important moments and times to look back on and say, like, you did the thing that's really, really hard. Um, And so I like myself. And, like, that, I think, yeah, that's a big-ass thing. Wow, you just cursed a little bit. I know. Girl, I know. That's real. I like who I am now. I like who I'm becoming. I like that I have the power to control who that is Mm -hmm. and what like what that is i have a much stronger relationship with faith than i i don't want to say than i've ever had but like i have very strong um faith and belief that i was put here uh here like on the planet and here in like the body and soul that is namusa and here in the continent to do, like I have a very specific purpose and I'm very clear on what that is. Yeah. Um, and I like that and I think it's really important. And I wouldn't have said the same things about myself even last year or the year before. Like I think I generally have pretty good self-esteem, but sure. um, it's different when you're like really walking the talk and feeling that. And so coming into, or like being in the middle, I guess, of Q4, um, or towards the end of Q4 now has been just gratitude. It's like moments of, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my friends. I'm so grateful that I'm able to step into my calling and live that every day. Um, and that doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. Definitely do. Sure. Um, but feeling passionate and compassionate for myself and other people. Um, and God forbid, knock on wood, um, that if I was to, if it was my time to depart the world, um, that I did that with, like, that I lived this last year with, like, everything that I had. Um, and I think that's all I can ask for. And I'm really excited for what 2019 holds. Um, so I know we joke about a lot about, like, 2018. is like we really got dragged in many ways, but, like, <laughs> without getting dragged I definitely would not be able to say like I really like who I am and I like who I'm becoming um and being able to step into that in 2019 and so full of possibilities and like things will look different and I don't 100% know how different they will look um but I'm making decisions that make me feel good um yeah that in summary is my 2018 in (laughs) review yeah, girl, you've lived. You have L-I-V. lived. L-I-V. You have lived. E. And I'm proud of you, because I know the heart stuff 
wasn't easy, mm -hmm. both in terms of the boundaries, somebody that was in your life for five plus years, mm -hmm. and then having to say no mm -hmm. to being a source of support. That's not yeah. hard. That's not easy. Um, when your soul is set on fire, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons my M heartbreak took mm -hmm. so long to get over because like he would text me and I would like go hot. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, I was just like, what is this? Like, like I remember one time he like, said, is this menopause? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, is this a hot flash? Like what is this? <laughs> yeah. He like sent me a text message, I like, can't wait to see you tomorrow. I was like, whoa, gotta take my sweater off. It's got hot in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when yeah. your soul's on fire, like your soul is on fire. And I think, and we've talked about this because I know that as I've been going through this in the past year and a half in like this on and off way, mm -hmm. you know, you've listened to me think through these things. And I think we both come to the conclusion that it's still almost like it will never necessarily go away because it mattered yeah, 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 and it was special. Yeah. So it's less about getting over someone, but just more putting it in the rightful place of yeah. the, of the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And, and what was it supposed to teach me? Exactly. And what am I taking away from this? Yeah. And like I, you know, to use your terminology, I was a mirror for him. You mm -hmm. were a mirror for him and he was a mirror for you mm -hmm. and he was a mirror for me. Mm -hmm. um, and you have done a lot of that work. So I'm proud of you because I know it wasn't easy. Thanks, girl. Yeah. Hopefully we can live in the fruits of that labor oh. in 2019. That's really what I would like. I, I, the way I feel so good about 2019, like, first of all, I think 2016 and 2018 are very similar in terms of- you know What that is, it's those even years get yeah, you every time. I didn't realize that, but now that might, be coming, that might be becoming a thing. But I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was telling them, I don't know if 2018 was worse than 2016. I can't tell which was worse actually, mm -hmm. because both were really, really hard. Yeah. I think the only thing that wins out is that this year I'm a different me than I was in 2016. Yeah. And I had different tools to deal yep, with it for and sure. different sensibilities and maturity to mm -hmm. like, I think if I'm looking at it on paper, this year might've actually been tougher, but it's so hard to make that comparison because I'm just, I wasn't, I'm not dealing with the same things in the, in the same way anymore, yeah. which is a good thing. Um, but to your point about having more faith, I think that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for 2019. 2019, and this maybe is the spoiler for the 2019 year in preview episode, yeah. <laughs> but this is the first year I think I'm walking into a new year with this amount of faith mm. and this type of faith. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really just looking forward to watching God work. Yep. Next year. Mm -hmm. That is, that's pretty much my mood for mm -hmm. 2019. And I've never walked into a year like that mm -hmm. before. And so I was having a conversation with someone else just yesterday, actually, at your Christmas party. He was like, oh, like you seem really, really settled. And I was like, I don't know if it's that I'm settled. Because, you know, there's actually a lot in the air up next yeah. year. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll hit the two-year mark on my, in like my contract. Yeah. And, like, do they want to renew? Do I want to renew? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, there are many questions for next year. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not so much that I feel settled. It's just that I feel at peace. Mm. I feel really at peace about 2019. Mm -hmm. And it's a zen unlike any I've ever had yeah. before. Like to the point where I, it, I finally, like I think God has been trying to tell me, it's like, I got you. Like, do, yeah, yeah. why don't you believe me? Like I'm gonna show you time and time and time I again. When I say that I got you. Yeah. And I feel like this is the year I finally believe it. Or going into next year is when I finally, I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm got, done. 
I get it now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I see. I understand. I finally believe you. Mm -hmm. Through all of this back and forth, and yeah. you know my whole faith journey, which is you know yeah. ever since kind of being a kid and not necessarily going to church, but you know growing up in an Ethiopian Orthodox yeah. household, which certain traditions were maintained, mm -hmm. and then you know exploring for myself and just being the person that I am and being really curious and like reading a lot of different things yeah. and living in a lot of different places, and not necessarily wanting to convert. But I I remember especially the the summer before or no the year after college, after I graduated. Like, I wanted to read all of the books of faith in the world. Yeah. Like, that was on my reading yeah. list. Like, I want to read everything. Yeah. From, like, the Stoics to... All the way through. Like, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, never quite finished that reading list, but, you know... There, there's a lot. <laughs> to be fair, it's long. Uh, and, you know, Mama only got so much time. <laughs> so, um, so I've had that, like, either yearning or desire, or et cetera. But I think in the last few years... And in the last year in particular, I've been shown in so many different ways that mm. I am covered. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good. To walk in faith. Yeah. And it's really empowering to go into a year like that. I've never quite had that before. Um, and so, and this is now like, to, for example, there was a guy that I went out with not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And I think the old me would have been really stressed that he didn't text me back. Mm -hmm. And... I'm now at the point where I was like, my ego wants me to text, yeah, yeah. wants him to text me back. Like but the that. fact that you could even differentiate that you have yeah, an ego and exactly. something else. But like, me is also fine. Yeah. Like, you know, if he just got here, he'll soon see that. He'll realize. You'll get it. The greatness. It's fine. <laughs> like, I, like, literally, like, the amount of. Dear Adadana exactly. of the Africana podcast. I hope this finds you well. <laughs> it's been a while. I messed up. <laughs> please go on a date with me. <laughs> Pretty please. No, I, it's like the. the You're Prince Charming. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's even in that, and like that's just a very small and somewhat trivial example. Mm -hmm. But that really, like to me, I think helps communicate what I mean when I say like, I'll wait. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, patient. I'm good. Like you, if you want to come this way, fantastic. And if you don't, that's cool too. But like, yes, my ego would love a follow up because yeah. that shows that you know you desire a second opportunity to hang out again, and that would be yeah. fantastic. But I also don't need that. And I'm fairly confident that whoever will, will. Yep. And that will be the right person. Yeah. And, and that is just to me, yeah, I'm, yeah, at the risk of spoiling the preview episode, like mm -hmm. that is the mood. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just waiting. Like yeah. I'm not. And a part of me internally, there's this debate, like, does this make me passive in my life? Like, I don't want to necessarily wait for other people to do things, but mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a fine line, I think, between being passive and being confident. Yeah. And just being like, it, I got, it's yeah. fine. And so I hear you when you say that your faith is in, has increased in the past year because, like, I even went to church this year a few times, mm -hmm. and I hadn't done that since I came to Nairobi. Um, I fasted this year mm -hmm. for the first... Actually, that's a problem. You know, it's funny. I said this year would be a year of passion. Didn't know I meant, like, passion of the Christ. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. But... While we're on the topic, I became much more of a person of faith this year. Yeah. And I totally forgot that aspect, so this is a good reminder. Like, I fasted for Easter, so many folks, or many, some people may or may not know, but Ethiopian Orthodox folks will fast. It's a longer period than Lent, and you give up meat and dairy and mm -hmm. effectively animal products for 50-plus days. That's a long time to fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, almost two months. And I did it for the first time. And it actually wasn't that hard because I had made the choice. Yeah. And then that taught me, it's like, if you can give up meat and dairy. You can do anything. And your breakfast of champions. Why can't you give up this bleep person? <laughs> <laughs> like, just 
pretend he's an egg and let it go. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> uh, and so, and I now fast. So Ethiopian Orthodox folk also, like on a regular basis, I think we fast like 200 days out of the mm-hmm. year. It's like quite absurd. But on Wednesdays and Fridays. And so that's something that people do, some people do regularly. Mm-hmm. My mother doesn't even do that. I'm like out fasting my mother. Do you know how huge this is? And also while we're on the they topic. put that on the Annie's group chat. 2018 was the year I realized I was becoming her. Mm. Maybe I said this last year, I can't tell, but like this year for real. You know your year, mom. Oh my God. <laughs> I am her. Uh, which is great because I think she's a great person. And my dad's a great person too. I mean, they're both hilarious. And I think there's a lot of aspects mm-hmm. to me that's like both of them. But, but yeah, that's actually... I'm glad I brought that up because it would have not been a complete picture of my year if I didn't bring that up too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Whew. Jesus. 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 Every knee shall. Shall thou. No name but that name. How many mansions does he have, Namusa? <laughs> many mansions. Many mansions. Whose father? <laughs> um, I don't... That's in reference to... Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just letting the listeners know. Yeah. It was quoted in a, a previous episode, episode. past of... But basically, Sean Duffy Worthington, was that his yeah. name? Just look him up on Facebook. There's a funny interaction with him and a an woman alleged, in lavender. A woman in lavender, an alleged uh, racist. Uh, and it was just, I mean, if there was ever so a many way, quotables. Like, oh my God. I, I bought the t shirt. Like, I was like, you deserve $20. <laughs> that was funny. And I've watched it almost 100 times. Anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, 2018. That's, um, yeah. We made it, dude. We did. Any, any, any other ruminations? I, I guess one of the things that I... I'll talk about this in previews. Um, but one of the things that I talked about in therapy was um, asking for... Like walking in faith and asking for faith to bring the other person mm. uh, to the front of the line. Yes. And so... Front of the line. Front of the line. Girl, you can talk so, about it now. Yeah, I can so extend the, my time. Okay. Don't worry. Don't let me stop so, you. So one of the things that I'm very conscious of is, um, and so that, that was in a romantic context, but sure. uh, I'm now looking that in many other contexts. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know the mantra for 2019 is bring it, them. The blessings. The blessings to the front of the line. I love that so much. When you told me that, whenever that was, I was like, yes. That's it. And I shared it with Nubia immediately. It's mm-hmm. like, this right here, this is your mantra. Yeah. She's like, ooh, I like that. I'm like, yes, me too. And the other part of asking um, for things external or people external to yourself to come to the front of the line, mm. you need to be also at the front of your own line. Mm-hmm. And so continuing to do the work on myself yeah. that has me at the front of the line. And whether that is personally, professionally, romantically, spiritually, mm-hmm. I'm committed to doing the things that keep me at the front of my line. And that's what I will put out into the world. And that's what I'm expecting the world to give back to me. So I, I guess, like yeah, all of that for, we'll talk about more of what that actually looks like in 2019 in the preview episode for 2019. Um, but I'm really walking through, okay, I'm ready. I'm confident, front of the line. I really, I really, I truly love that. I, yeah. And also send some people to the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the middle. Like, yeah. but like, if, if someone's not supposed to be at the front, whoop, send them, them, send yeah. them to the back. Like, let us not be at <laughs> the same the restaurant line. on the same day. Yeah. Like, please God. Or even if it has to be the same day, just 
Three minutes later. Yeah, we'll take that. Ships in the night. I am, I, woo, I'm happy. Yes, amen. Mm. Affirmative hand wave. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, any other um, last words to the, of 2018? For the culture? With a K? Yeah, see what I did there. Um, just, yeah, I guess to thank our listeners for walking through us and recognizing um, our humanity. <laughs> And y'all didn't know you were walking. With you, us you had no time. idea you were walking, but you did. But you were. Yeah. <laughs> and now you understand why. Yes. Now, um, hopefully, hopefully you understand why. Yeah. And that Addie and I are people with full. We're very committed to the podcast, but we both have full lives, and it's been a very difficult and rewarding year for us. Um, but it gets to a point that when you are creative and you or you are creating something, um, you have to prioritize yourself and your health your like emotional physical and spiritual health and that's what we did and that meant that you all didn't get necessarily as much content um, or as much humor maybe as you're used to um but thank you for having faith and walking with us through that journey even if you didn't know that you were doing it um and i'm yeah just wishing everybody a wonderful holiday season um i hope that's spent with people that you love um yeah and Reach out to us. Let us know what you're looking forward to in 2019 because we are going to have a preview episode. Um, and so... Those we, are my favorites. Yeah. I mean, I know we've only done them twice, but those are my favorites. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you get so excited. Right? Yeah. It's helpful, right? Yeah. And like, um, yeah, slide into our DMs at our email address, askafricana, A-S-K-A-F-R-A-C-A-N-A-H. <laughs> We're out of practice. <laughs> it, yeah. It always takes a little while at gmail.com. Um, and let us know what you're looking forward to in 2019. So a big thank you. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season, um, that you're keeping it 100% African and diaspora. <laughs> um, yeah, and just a wonderful rest of the year. And let us know what you are excited for in 2019. Addie, anything else? Just a thank you, huge thank you to, we, we read your messages, we feel the love. Um, I hope as a result of this episode, um, you Y'all aren't angry anymore. You are less perturbed than maybe you were before. <laughs> um, and if you're still perturbed, that's okay too. Because yeah. feelings are feelings. Uh, but I, I do appreciate um, the patience and at some points impatience because that also showed that we were appreciated. And mm-hmm. so we, of course, would never say no to that. Um, but again, happy Festivus, whichever you celebrate. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, which is not cultural appropriation. We're going to have a conversation about Kwanzaa being called cultural appropriation at another point in time. It is not cultural appropriation, but we'll talk about we're it another time. We beg to Paul. differ. We agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> You're wrong, but yep. yes. Anyway, so Merry, Merry Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa forever. Forever with two ways, just like Kwanzaa. And um, Happy New Year as well in advance, or if you're on the other side of the new year by the time you're listening to this, I hope that the year is off to a good start. But really the order, um, or rather the, um, yeah, the word of the episode, I would say is as similar to what Namusa just said, is gratitude. So we thank you so much for, for sticking with us, for listening, for caring. Um, and I truly am excited about 2019. And a part of that is being, um, yeah, I guess more able to give, being able to give you all more, which is what you deserve. Amazing. Yeah. And on that note, Bye. Bye.